Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. Greetings and salutations, everyone. It is Andy here, and uh, I'm a new hiker. I've only been hiking for the last 18 months, and I started this podcast back in July to uh, talk to those in the hiking community to find out what motivates them to get on trail, to find out the why of their hiking journey, to get to know the hiker behind the trekking poles, to find out how hiking has changed them and how they are in turn changing the world around them. That's right. This is the Hiker Podcast. You can find out everything there is to find out about the Hiker Podcast by going to hikerpodcast.com. There you will find our social links to our Facebook and our Instagram. Also, all the different ways to listen, and they're not all on there. I have like six on there, but they keep other platforms keep picking up the show, so I'm not sure how that works. It works, though. You can go to Apple Podcasts from there, where you can leave an Apple Podcast review, a five-star Apple Podcast review with some comments where it says, like, leave a comment. Super duper duper helps out this show, and I'd appreciate it if you did it. That'd be great. Uh, if not, I understand. I understand. It's all good. You can also listen on Spotify, where from your Spotify app on your phone, you can share the podcast or an episode of the podcast to your Instagram stories. Another great way to help us out. Anyways, super excited for this show. I'm blown away by this show. I'm blown away by you all who have been so kind to me. I am a new hiker and so many in the hiker community have embraced me and it's been really, really cool. And we are getting ready for the season finale, which is next week, which is just me answering your guys' questions. The first episode of this season was me just talking about my story. And now I'm just going to close out the season by talking about me. Maybe that's kind of self-absorbed. I don't know. Anywho, if you'd like to ask me a question about anything, about my journey, my past, my hiking gear setup, whatever, my, my kids, I'll answer anything I can. I feel comfortable answering about that. Uh, just go to Andy at hikerpodcast.com. Shoot me an email or at hikerpodcast on Instagram, there is a post there that has, you know, ask any questions for the season finale. Leave a comment there or slide into the DMs of uh, my Instagram at Andy Films and Hikes or at Andy, no, at Hiker Podcast. That's right. And uh, ask me a question that way. And we'll be recording that episode next week. I'll give you a little extra time. We'll be recording that episode on, uh, what is it? December. What is today? Uh, we'll be recording that episode on December 16th. It will come out on the 17th of December. So get your questions in before that. That would be great. With that, we have an awesome show in store for you today. Many of you follow our next guest on Instagram. Rebecca Socked Insbury is on the show. She's an avid hiker out of New Hampshire. She's inspired so many to get on the trail. And I'm just going to let her tell her story. So without any further ado, already talking from me, the one, the only Rebecca Sockensberry. few weeks and months i know many of you in the hiking community have been following the journey of our next hiker on this show and i am so excited to have socked in hikes herself rebecca sperry on the show rebecca thank you so much for coming on the hiker podcast how are you doing today 
I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's a good day so far. Things are a little crazy on my end, as you know, with what I have going on. Some sad news that I just got, but um, today feel I feel good, so I'm excited. I'm going to go out later for a short walk, and then I have another thing this afternoon, and I'm really happy. It's a good day. Awesome. So, Rebecca, in case people don't know who you are, just give them the rundown who you are where you come from the stuff that hikers like to know okay um so i started i live in um, new hampshire um i am basically a day hiker i don't really do a lot of overnights i've done a few backpacking short backpacking trips but for the most part i consider myself kind of a day hiker um i started hiking kind of a lot in 2015 and um that was when i kind of consider my start date, I guess, of being a hiker. Um, and I started hiking solo right off the bat. That was kind of my thing and has been my thing all along. Um, I have done, gosh, hundreds and hundreds of hikes at this point over the last five years. Um, but 2015 is kind of like my official start date in my mind of when I started being a, a hiker. Um, and I uh, went on to attempt to do a couple of through hikes. Um, I attempted a long trail through hike. I decided it wasn't something that I wanted to do, so I got off trail. That that was in 2019. Um, in the years prior to that, I worked on the New Hampshire 48 4,000 footers list. I finished that. The 67 um, New England 67. I finished that in 2018 as well. And then um, in recent year, like the last year or so, I'd say. Um, has my big thing has been um, redlining the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Um, last January, I I started an attempt to redline the White Mountains of New Hampshire, which is to hike all of the trails in the White Mountain Guidebook. Um, I attempted just to do that in a year. Uh, unfortunately, COVID started in March. I had to kind of stop my attempt because it wasn't I wasn't able to travel north um, to do those hikes, and then. I restarted at 0% again in June. Um, I worked on it until August when I was diagnosed with breast cancer and had to stop again. So now I'm going through the whole treatment process and I'm still hiking right now. Um, I'm in the middle of chemotherapy right now and still hiking um, as much as I can. I've done so far two 4,000 footers, um, but I've done other hikes too, just not necessarily 4,000 footers while going through chemotherapy. Um, and so much of what you've done has been so inspirational to so many people online. And we, I know we were talking before about how your Instagram following, you've just been, you've been posting just your journey of, of treatment through the cancer and, and your hiking and the, the hiking community has really been inspired uh, by you and your journey and your vulnerability. Before we get into that, though, I, I'm curious, how, what first got you into hiking in general? Why did you start to hike? Well, I guess it's kind of, I don't know, I want to say built into me. My dad was a really big hiker. My dad died when I was nine, though. Um, so I didn't really get to spend a lot of time with him. Um, but hiking is kind of a big thing that I guess it's built into my, like who I am. Um, I didn't like hiking when I was a kid and I never was an athletic kid. I've, I'm very much not an athlete. I am a bookworm and I'd rather just sit on a couch and read a book than do physical activity. 
Um, but then I got into my early twenties, I, you know, got overweight and I needed to start exercising to like really keep the weight off. So just started doing, you know, the typical stuff that everyone does, um, just treadmill or elliptical and lifting weights and trying to watch what I ate. And I lost weight doing that, but I didn't like doing that. It was just to keep the weight off. And then, um, my husband and I went on a couple of hikes earlier in, um, like in the early two thousands and it was fun, but he works construction and he'd be tired after work. So he wouldn't always want to go on hikes with me. So then in 2015, I decided I'm going to go by myself. And so I did, and I was hooked and that was all it took was that one hike. I, I loved it. I felt so strong. I felt empowered being a woman and doing it. It's kind of, um, it's a little different, I think, because typically you don't, um, go solo if you I guess the, the the thought process is you don't go solo if you're a woman. I, I know there are tons of women who hike solo, but if you're not part of the hiking community, you don't necessarily know that. So I was just completely like fell in love with it and that was all it took was that one hike and I just became obsessed with it. And ever since then I have been obsessed with hiking and it's just like how much further can I push things kind of for myself and how much further can I take things to see where my limits are. Um so yeah, it's kind of evolved um and I've become much more into hiking the more I do it, I guess. It's never enough. So you said it could start hiking by yourself and there was kind of a just a I don't even know how to describe it. A lot of people think, you know, women shouldn't be hiking by themselves. I know I've I've had a lot of different women on the show and they get asked all the time, Oh, you're not hiking by yourself or they'll go on a day hike or a backpacking trip. And they'll, they'll be asked, you know, who are you bringing with you? Bringing your boyfriend or your husband or your brother. Um, talk a little bit about just being a woman in, in, in hiking alone. What are some challenges you face? And what are some things that maybe you found that have been almost liberating about, about doing that? Um, I think first off the liberating part is that it's kind of just like, it's not the norm of what society would think a woman would be doing. And I hate that. And I think that nowadays that's not as much the case, but somehow it still is. Um, We like to tote that we're all about women's rights through, you know, the media and everything. But then when it comes right down to it, um, women still struggle to have, um, I guess the, um, the ability to go out there and do these things on their own. They, They don't always get the support that, you think they would get while they're doing it. It's almost like um, paying lip service to women being able to do these things through the media. But then when they actually try to do it, it's kind of almost like, well, how, how, no, you can't do that because you're a female. So, oh my gosh, I've had so many experiences with people coming across me on trail alone. And it's amazing to me when it's women that are the ones saying it to me. about, well, where's your spouse? Um, or why is he not with you? I always kind of um, find it a little amusing that it's assumed that because I'm married, he has to hike with me. Um, but kind of, I guess a good thing is a lot of the trails that I've been doing more recently with redlining, you don't really come across people a lot because they're truly trails that no one does unless they're redlining, which there aren't very many of us. The people I do come across, they tend to be much more, um, they don't feel that it's a big deal that I'm out there because 
they just, I guess it's like a different level almost where they, they assume it's that you're fine and they know that you know what you're doing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a little frustrating that, you know, there's that whole, why, like, why can't I hike alone just because I'm a woman? What's the difference? Um, or even just the comments that people make where they're like, well, be careful or stay safe. And, um, I've always said, that there's more risk to me down here where I live in the city than there is up in the mountains. Um, I would probably be more likely to get attacked or hurt down here than I would be up there because if someone's going hiking, they're not going up there to, I would assume, I think this is a pretty good assumption. They're not going up there to assault a woman in the woods. They're going up there to go hiking. So why is it that we have this this assumption that because a woman's by themselves in the woods, they're going to get attacked by some creepy person. I just think it's kind of um, a little bit ridiculous. And um, hiking solo, I think it's just, it, it makes, it forces me to make the decisions on my own. It forces me to have to um, use my brain and actually try and figure out where I'm going or what I'm doing. And I have no one else I can rely on, which I like that because it makes me a better hiker. So we have a lot of new hikers who who listen to this show, and you, you talked about something we haven't had someone who's really done this particularly redlining. Talk a little bit about what redlining is, and when you look at a map, you're like, I want to do these sets of trails or whatever. What what is it, and what motivates you to kind of get into that? Okay, so um, redlining, I I know there are other places in the United States people do it, but it's kind of a New England thing. We tend to be very list oriented up here. Um, and so redlining is kind of, um, one of the two probably most difficult things you can do as a hiker in the Northeast for lists. Um, it is hiking all of the trails in a white mountain guidebook. So you get the guidebook and there's, um, well, there's over 650 trails in the guidebook. Redlining is hiking every single one of those trails they're listed as well as all of the spur trails to viewpoints, all of the spur trails to tent sites. Um, it's it's probably close to almost 2,000 miles worth of hiking when all is said and done because you have to do a lot of backtracking um, and rehiking to hit all of the trails. And it's almost like taking a bunch of spaghetti and throwing it on a map. And those are the trails in the White Mountains because we tend to just have trails everywhere and then hiking all of those. Um, I think what I like about it is that it's not just about, um, it's not monotonous and it's not redundant. It's requires me to use my brain as well as to be, um, physically able to do the hiking, uh, because it requires a ton of planning and it requires a lot of, um, logistics, um, as well as the hiking piece. So for me, it's fun because it's like a puzzle I get to put together and it, it's never the same thing over and over again, which is nice because a lot of the lists that are up here in New Hampshire and New England are hiking a specific mountain over and over again. And that to me is so redundant. I want to see everything that's out there. I don't want to see the same trail over and over. So redlining is just for me personally, it's like the perfect thing that I can be working on. Absolutely. And what I love about following you on Instagram is as, as you're doing that, you're, you're an unapologetic day hiker it's really easy in the, the hiking community and it's no one's fault you just see everyone's like oh they're going on this trip this huge through trail but you're an all an unapologetic through uh, day hiker what is it about day hiking specifically 
that you love and that energizes you to get up in the early in the morning, go and hit a trail um, and, and, and then come back home each day. And it's something I know, like I've never actually been on a, a like an official backpacking trip yet on my own journey. Um, I, I love day hiking through Southern Oregon, uh, even on these big through hiking trails like the PCT. I'll, I'll through hike the PCT or I'm sorry, day hike the PCT. What is it about day hiking that you just love? Well, I guess part of it is that um, I have, I have not that I don't have another choice, but the way my life is set up, um, I am a day hiker because I have a job and, or I have up until recently, I just started grad school, but I had a job. So I had, you know, an apartment and I have a spouse and I have a life and I've, um, I could definitely go do a through hike if I wanted to. I know that I'd be supported in that decision, but is that really something that I want to do? Um, for me, day hiking, it fits perfectly into my lifestyle. And I think a lot of the times, more recently, I guess, with through hiking kind of becoming very popular through social media and through websites like The Trek, um, I think day hikers kind of tend to be sort of looked down upon as not as strong or not as hardcore as these through hikers. And I know I've always struggled with that because I've never, I've done what would be considered a through hike, one through hike that's 55 miles but I'm not a through hiker. I've never done a long trail. Um, and I still think I'm just as strong, if not stronger, maybe than some of the through hikers out there, because not only am I going out there and hiking all day, but I have to drive four hours, sometimes more all like on top of the hiking and then get up in the morning and go back out and do it all over again. If I'm working on redlining. Um, so I think that, uh, I just, for me, um, day hiking has fit into my life better. And it's uh, something that I enjoy doing because it still allows me to go home and um, just relax and watch TV afterwards for a bit before going to bed to get up and do it all over again. Um, the motivation piece, <sighs> I don't even know where I get that sometimes. Um, getting up in the, in the dark in winter is the worst because it's dark when you get up and you're driving north and it's going to be freezing as soon as you get out of your car. You know it's going to be you know, really cold. I almost feel like you have to learn how to turn off that part of your brain that says don't do these things and just focus on the fact that you're doing them because you have to do them. Um, because you almost have to make it so you don't have another choice in your mind. That's the only way I can find the motivation to do them, especially in the winter. It's really awful. It's just so dark and it's so cold. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing like getting up in the morning and there's frost on your car and you're like, uh, I could be in bed right now, but yeah. it just, it something like getting out and just getting, getting on the trail as the sun rises. It, it, it's, it's inspirational. It's motivational, but yeah, it's, it's really easy sometimes. I know for me to look at people who have been great to me. I know they've been great to you online, these through hikers and see what they're doing. You're like, am I not a real hiker? But you are. And it's, 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 um, hiking is for everyone. I want to shift gears here a little bit. Um, you've been very open and honest about your journey with breast cancer. Um, talk a little bit about what that's looked like and how hiking has been involved with that as much as you, you feel comfortable sharing. Sure. Um, well, I, I guess, first of all, I, I don't understand why it's, <laughs> I don't know why it's not supposed to be talked about. I guess I never realized I wasn't supposed to talk about it. And so I guess that's probably part of just right off the bat. I. I was in the middle of redlining and I was hiking and doing my thing. And my husband actually found a lump in my breast and I 
I'm going to be honest, I didn't check my breasts. I was not good about that. Not that I ever thought I would need to because no one in my family has cancer. So I'm like, oh, I'm, that's not even on my radar. Um, and then he did, he found something and I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know if this is what it's supposed to feel like, or, you know, I have no idea what breast cancer feels like. So, um, I actually was in the middle of a hike and I called the doctor from trail to make the appointment. Um, and then I went in and it was like unbelievable how fast everything happens. And you don't even have time to process what's being thrown at you. And you have no clue what they're talking about. Cause unless you're part of you know, that world of cancer diagnosis, um, you don't know what all these acronyms are that they're using. And it's absolutely terrifying. And the worst part for me is not knowing. I hate not knowing what's going on and feeling like I'm not educated on something. So I right away started to do all sorts of research about different types of cancer. And I'd be up at night when I was going through the whole diagnostic process, um, reading medical journal (laughs) articles about different treatments and just everything because I I wanted to know what was going on. Um, and when I was going through that whole situation, I had a few women that became really close friends of mine that they had family members or they themselves went through cancer treatment. And they were my people that I would go to with questions all the time. And as I was going through all of this, I just kept doing what I was doing before with hiking, only I started talking about cancer instead on my Instagram. Um, so you know, sharing about how I was probably going to be getting a diagnosis of cancer. And then when I got the diagnosis, I actually, at one point, I got a call from the doctor saying I had, it's called HER2 positive breast cancer. So it's a more aggressive form and it's guaranteed you're going to need to get chemo if you have this type of breast cancer. And I was dead set against not wanting chemo at this point. And I got that phone call by myself in my house and I'm sobbing and she's telling me all these things and I'm literally not even paying attention because I'm just having a mental breakdown. And then as soon as I got off the phone with her, I got on my Instagram and posted me crying and telling everyone who followed me at the time this story. And it was like, I guess I just don't know how to not be real through social media um, because I don't see why I shouldn't be. I mean, we're all normal, real people. So why not just be real? And that's just kind of how I've played it the whole time I've been going through this whole situation. Um, And then as I've continued to go through all of the treatments, I have a website that I've kind of um, compiled a bunch of all of my personal experiences on there for people so they can learn from it. And also, so I can go back and look and see, oh my gosh, I did this. But, um, and also to keep my family informed. So I kind of just am using social media, I guess, and my website to help other people understand what it's like so they're not as terrified as I was. And also because I have to keep several people throughout the country informed about these things in my family. So I would literally write a blog post and then just send a link to family members. (laughs) So I wouldn't have to keep telling the same story over and over again to like 20 different people. Um, And then Instagram and everything. That's just and kind that's of um, I think always been the really way I've been on there. So I just kept being like your complete that realism on Instagram. How you've not you've been unapologetically you through this entire process. Why do you think there's this almost uh, expectation on Instagram for hikers to kind of put the best out there, and how have you intentionally or unintentionally kind of flipped that on its head and, and gone against that. You've been very just amazing about 
being your authentic self on that. Why do you think that is for the, the hiking community to kind of put like, Oh, look at me at this amazing summit. It's so great. Life is great. But you've been just like, I read your posts and then your stories. It's like, yeah, today sucks, but I'm going to go do this. I'm gonna do that. And it's just been like, wow, you are so real. I love this. Why do you think there's that expectation on Instagram and, and what motivates you just to flip that on its head? Um, I think that the motivation piece, it's probably just the classic, um, you know, wanting, um, wanting to show the best part of your day thing. And I, I don't know why people do that. I don't understand it. To me, it makes no sense. Like, why wouldn't you just share normal stuff? (laughs) I guess to me, it just does not make sense. Um, why would you show a highlight reel? Because everybody's showing the same thing. It's so kind of boring. Like why, why would I want to watch that? That's the same thing over and over. I want to see something entertaining and something that's real. And I guess the people that I follow that are the ones that I like to watch their stories the most are the people who are real and the people who they act like a normal person and they just act goofy or they do um, normal people things um, like Jeff Garmeyer. I love him. He's hilarious. Him and Maggie, they're just very real people and they're not trying to like make a big name for themselves through social media. So they just act like themselves. And there's a couple of other accounts that I follow that it's the same. For me, um, I guess I I do it because I um, I'm not trying to make a name for myself, and I'm not motivated financially by social media. So I don't necessarily have that pressure to be a certain way on there because you know, let's say I had um, some company that I was representing, I would have to be a little more careful about what I posted, obviously, or um, if I had. Um, some website that I represented, I would probably try to be more careful, but, uh, I spend my last decade of my life teaching. And when you're a teacher, your entire life is wrapped up in that, um, profession. So you have to be careful all the time. Everything you do, you have to be careful where you go shopping, what you buy. Um, social media is a huge part of that. You have to be really careful what you post because you can literally lose your job over something you post on your social media account. So. I think for me, um, I almost take it to the other extreme where I'm more real because now I can be. Um, Prior to um, leaving the profession uh, last June, I, you know, I was much more cautious about what I would put on social media. I didn't use my real name. Um, I didn't put pictures of myself on there because I didn't want students to find them and screenshot them. There was just a lot of things that you have to think about as an educator because you're career isn't is at risk um so now it's like oh my gosh i can just be even more real than i already was why do you think that's just so novel and and new for people like they're just like they're just not used to seeing that i don't know i thought that that was how i guess i i didn't realize that it was that different than everybody else but then i know it is at the same time because i do follow other accounts where you know you get the highlight reel or you get um just very few posts or it's very much like i'm going to pick this particular photo and put this quote underneath it and it's going to make people uh like it and it's going to get lots of hits um i guess maybe it's because i've been around in social media <laughs> so long cuz you know, I'm 37 years old. I've been around since before social media. Um, back when it was just, you know, Facebook and you would say your silly little thing for the day. I mean, that's how I've always used social media. So for me, it's just normal to use it that way, I guess. So as far as the 
online community goes, the online hiking community has embraced you. Um, and it's been, I was telling you before the show, I had people like um, Jeff Garmeyer and Maggie and so many other hikers who have been on the show and others who are just you know fans of the show. Be like, you have to get Rebecca on. You have to get Rebecca on. She's amazing. She's going to inspire your listeners and so on and so forth. Talk a little bit about the hiking community and how they've embraced you and how, you know, the, the, just that whole, that whole, you know, community. Just talk about that, um, what, what they mean to you. Sure. Actually, um, so, okay, this is going to sound a little negative. I'm not going to try to be negative, but coming from an education background, um, I got diagnosed with breast cancer in August and I left my job in June and still obviously was in touch with a lot of educators. And quite honestly, I've had very few of them reach out to me to say, hey, how's it going? You know, I heard you have cancer. Um, Meanwhile, the entire hiking community has been behind me in so many ways. And it's just mind boggling to me, the people that will just come out of the woodwork almost um, that I've never met, people I don't know, who um, follow me on Instagram and they're messaging me or they're making videos and they're doing all these things to support me. And it's just such a huge um, sort of a shift in, in what I was getting versus what I am getting from a community of people that it's like, we're all from all different walks of life and we all come from different parts of the world and we're all, everyone's kind of coming together and just so supportive and so nice. It's, um, it's just amazing. Like I can't even say thank you enough to these people for how much they have come behind me and supported me in this whole situation. Um, I'm not quote unquote famous on social media or anything. And all these people who I consider to be kind of famous Instagrammers are following my account. And it's kind of a little unnerving because I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to see me being this weird goofball. Um, I hope I don't terrify them. But at the same time, it's like, oh my gosh, these people that I don't know that are really big name hikers are following me and they're rooting for me. And it's just proves that even the people, I hate to say this, but like the people with the, you know, high follower counts are still people and they still care and they still have, you know, big hearts. And it kind of makes me feel um, almost like I need to be a little more open about, you know, not necessarily making a assumption about somebody who has a ton of Instagram followers because they have a lot doesn't mean that they're not a really sweet person and that they don't care. Um, because I do think that there's a lot of that too, especially with everything that's been happening this year with Black Lives Matter and with COVID. And it's like, it's this whole year has been just a complete nightmare. And I think there's been so much anger and hatred and animosity on social media. Um, people like, you know, spitting at each other across their screens because so-and-so is not posting about a particular topic or is or isn't on the same side as them. And then all of a sudden there's all this anger. And now it's like, all these people who were really mad now, they're all kind of all behind me. And it's just like, it's such an, in a way, I mean, I guess maybe a good thing that, you know, this terrible thing happened, but it can bring people closer together and everybody kind of coming together behind me, which I don't feel like I deserve that. But at the same time, it's just nice to see people being so happy and not being angry because this year has been so much anger and so much um, frustration that, it feels really good to get on social media and have somebody saying something nice and 
you know, sending me a nice message and then I can send one back. It's like, it's just a nice thing to end the year with that kind of. And on the other side, what's the way you see that the hiking community can improve both online or just in person in general? What's, what's something that we as a community can improve on or, or should always be working towards? I guess maybe just the acceptance of everybody piece, um, regardless of, you know, what they come with, what their baggage is. One thing that's great about the hiking community is we are all so unique and we are all from different backgrounds. And yet we all manage to become friends on trail because that's their, the one thing we all kind of, we have it in common. We're all working on the same common goal, sort of like, especially for the through hiking community. Um, I would say, you know, the only thing that kind of frustrates me sometimes is that, you know, there's that pressure on these accounts that are much bigger, the ones with much more followers to kind of make a stand on certain things. And I know back when things were really heated up um, back like in June and uh, before that, even with COVID, there was a lot of pressure on some people that are big name accounts to make a stand about not going on a through hike or setting a good example. And I even actually had people in my private messages saying the same things to me about redlining from the local community that like I have to set an example because I'm I guess popular somehow in the hiking community um locally so I just think that um sometimes people can be keyboard warriors and I do get frustrated about that because like it's my per it's my platform and yeah I, I need to set a good example because I should as a citizen not because I'm on social media, but because I'm a citizen of the United States and I need to make a good example of myself. Um, but like that whole pressure piece, I hate that. I think there's a lot of pressure um, because of all of the fact that it's so public with social media. Um, I do feel like sometimes the big name accounts, people get on them about stuff and it frustrates me a bit because it's like, well, they're just a person too. I don't know. And I think that makes sense. Um, it's kind of goes back to where so many of us just, you know, hike your own hike and we don't, we don't know a person. You want to put pressure on them. It's like, well, you don't know me. You don't know the situation. You don't know what I'm putting online and what's really happening behind the scenes. Um, and in that same vein, you have been unapologetic about, about who you are. What motivates you to be, and we've kind of already talked about this a little bit, but your authentic self, because it's always, whether it's on Instagram or it's in the real world, you always want to put your best foot forward, it seems like. But you've been very unapologetic about, you, you, you put online the juxtaposition between being, you know, a hiker girl and a cancer girl. Why is that? Um. Well, I think because, so do you want me to talk about the juxtaposition between those two things or about why I'm so authentic about what I post? both okay um authentic and what i post i think probably because um it's fun and more entertaining and it makes my account more unique and different i guess but also not because i'm trying to i just post what i feel like posting um i don't intentionally pick certain things simply because it's going to make me get more follows or likes i just pick what i want to pick for the day mm -hmm. i don't put a lot of thought behind it i think maybe it, um, I, I like certain pictures, so I'm going to pick them obviously. Um, and I'm going to try and pick something where I don't look completely atrocious if I am going to pick a picture of myself. But, 
uh, I try to just put what I would put if no one was following me. Um, I don't really put a lot of thought behind it, I guess. And the difference between the two, well, the reason I wrote that is because I put so much on social media about hiking. So juxtaposition between a hiking girl and a cancer girl. So I didn't want, I don't ever want it to seem like, um, it's easy because it's not. And I don't ever want it to seem like I am just, you know, cruising through this. Like it's not a big deal that I'm going through cancer treatment. Something I've really struggled with actually since going, you know, starting with chemo, especially is, um, is this really, you know, is it's, not that it's easy for me, but it's not really that hard compared to a lot of other people. And I, I never wanted or never want anyone who's going through cancer treatment to feel like they're not doing it as good because they're not hiking or they're not handling it as well. So they're not as strong or they're weak or they're not, their journey is not valid because they're not doing what I'm doing. And I've struggled a lot with that because I don't want people to think that cancer is something that's just a fun time and that you can still do fun things through it because it isn't and it's not easy. Um, But I, at the same time, I wanted people to see the other side of it because I feel like if you Google cancer treatment or you Google any of these things, you're going to see a lot of really sad, awful things. And quite honestly, it's traumatizing as someone going through cancer treatment to see these people who are stage four and they're not doing well. It's extremely traumatizing. Um, I had to unfollow a few accounts because I was getting like traumatized seeing some of these, these people going through really awful stuff. And yeah, it's very real and it's very much a part of cancer, but I wanted to be the other side of the story. And I wanted to show people that, yeah, you know what, it does suck, but you can try really hard through it and you can still do things. It doesn't mean it has to be the end of the world. Because I think one of the things that, um, gives people hope that are going through cancer treatment is knowing that it doesn't have to completely destroy their entire life. Like you're already losing your identity enough through the whole, like getting surgery and having major things done to your body. And you're losing so much of your identity through a lot of the things that happen with cancer treatment, that it's nice to know that you can still be a part of who you are. Just, um, you have to try a little harder to be able to do that. So that was kind of, that's been my motivation for wanting to put a lot on there about uh, cancer treatment as well as hiking because I also didn't want people to think like oh is she not even have cancer <laughs> because she's out there hiking I I don't want to make the impression that I'm you know pretending or that it's easy because it's definitely not and um I mean even right now I'm mentally this is this is a tough conversation because my brain is not quite there yet I'm coming out of like the days where I really have a bad brain capacity um so having this conversation, to be honest, is tough too. Um, trying to come up with the words is I'm a little foggy. So it's not easy, but you, if you want it bad enough, and if you can, you, if you feel like you want to push yourself, you can do it. That's kind of been my message, I guess. So going off of that a little bit, what does the, the hiking community mean to you? I mean, just think about the hiking community, whether in person, online, what does it mean to you? Oh, they're my people. I mean, I've, um, ever since I really got into hiking and I started, um, actually I started blogging for the track back in 2017, I think, um, because I was planning on doing a through hike and honestly finding that website back when it was still Appalachian trials, 
that was kind of like finding my people. I've never been one of those people that fits in anywhere, really. I've always kind of not had a group that I connect with. Um, Finding hiking was like finding the people that I never knew existed that were my people all along. And just knowing that it was okay for me to not be clean cut and um, perfect and just all of the things that you kind of have the pressure to be when, especially when you're a girl and um, in my earlier mid twenties, I felt so much pressure to be a certain way and live a certain life. And to find that community, it's just been like, I finally know where I fit in. And I think a lot of hikers feel the same way. And I think that's why we all tend to sort of stick with it as we all kind of finally found our place. Um, and just all of the people that I've met over the years through the hiking community, um, the local hikers that, you know, I've been friends with for years on social media, but I've never met in person, but we're still like really good friends. Um, or the people that I have met more recently, it's like, everyone is just so willing to accept you as you are. And I think that's what I love so much about the hiking community is there isn't a lot, at least from what I've seen, there isn't a lot of, um, judgment or pressure to be a certain way. Um, people are willing to just like, let you be who you are and they love you. And it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, what you, what background you come from. None of that matters. So say someone finds your Instagram account and they're like, wow, you've inspired me. I want to start, I want to start hiking. What would you tell them? One piece of advice. Someone wants to get out on trail for the first time and really kind of take up whether it's day hiking or redlining or backpacking or through hiking. What's one piece of advice you would give them? Um, well, that's a really tough question to answer because I need more information. Um, I would say the most important thing is probably, um, about safety. I think, to be honest, I mean, I, I'm a pretty big proponent for making safe choices. Um, we have a lot of rescues up here in the whites that happen because people don't make safe choices. So I would say that if someone was thinking about going hiking for the first time, and if, um, they'd never done it before, I would say educate yourself and do research before you head out um, to make sure you were making safe choices. And lastly, just, just closing out here, how has hiking changed you? Mm. Hiking has changed everything about me. Um, I used to be very different before I found hiking. I was, um, I guess, like a g- classic girl in their 20s, um, did my hair, did my makeup, did my nails very much um, about, you know, how I appeared physically, uh, as well as what I had. So I had a very specific outline of how I wanted my life to go. And I had everything planned out by this age, I would do this by that age, I would do that. Um, And when I found hiking, it just completely changed my entire philosophy on life. And in a, a very good way. Um, it took so much of the pressure off of me to be a certain way physically, as well as putting on sort of this, um, sort of putting on a show, like keeping up with the Joneses type thing. I felt so much less pressure and I still, even now, I mean, I'm even more not into that kind of stuff. Um, hiking has made me, in my opinion, a much more better, a better person and a more authentic person. And it kind of strips you down and it breaks you down and it really kind of like doing hiking, the act of hiking. Um, it shows you just how little you really need to be happy. And I think 
it makes you realize what's really important in life. And that's definitely the thing that um, I love most about hiking is how it makes you realize just how strong you are physically, mentally. And then it also, it strips you down and it, it shows you um, just how much you're capable of and just how little you really need to be happy. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you have inspired so many just by getting out there every day and, and just you know, redlining it and doing your thing and being your authentic self as well as as your journey and in your fight with, with, with breast cancer. So just thank you for coming on here and, and being your authentic self. You are amazing. And I know I echo so many in the hiking community when I tell you that you are inspiring all of us um, just to get out there. And just to be our authentic selves. It's been so cool to watch um, that and just know that we are all pulling for you. You're, you're in our thoughts um, as, as much as that can't help. But we, we are here for you and we love you in the hiking community. Um, if anybody out there wants to follow you in your journey, where can they go? Uh, my Instagram is Socked in Hikes and my website's the same. It's SockedInHikes.com. All right. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on the Hiker Podcast. Thank you for having me. I am just so insanely privileged to have Rebecca on the show. Rebecca, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story and inspiring so many and just being open and honest and Rebecca is really cool. And she's been, she's been cool to me. And even before this show, she's encouraged me just by, you know, sending me messages and about the show and about you know, my journey. It's just been really, really cool to, to, uh, to get to know her a little bit, uh, you know, virtually and get to talk to her. So everyone make sure you follow her journey on the various social media networks with that. Everyone, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the hiker podcast. We have one more episode in 2020, we have a bunch, a bunch of stuff planned for 2021. Hopefully 2021 will be a bit of a, I don't know, not a dumpster fire. Maybe for some people, maybe it wasn't dumpster fire. I didn't think just overall, I mean, this podcast started in 2020, so it can't be all bad. Maybe. I don't know. So, but we have one more episode, of course, in this year. That is the Q&A episode. So make sure you email me, Andy, at hikerpodcast.com or you leave a question on the post on Hiker Podcast on Instagram or leave a DM to me or the Hiker Podcast Instagram with your questions. We will be recording that on the 17th. Is that what I said? I think I said the 17th. So get those in as quick as you can. And yeah, I'll just be casually answering your questions and letting you know what's going on for the show. I mean, we already have one, two, three, four interviews for season two uh, recorded for for, for 2021 and I'm, I'm i'm very excited about the prospects for 20 2021 with the show we're taking two weeks off um and we'll be back on so next week will be the last episode on december 17th and then two weeks off and then we'll be back on uh january the week of january 4th i believe we'll probably launch the episode on january 6th so that's what you have to look forward to if you haven't listened to the past episodes take this time this opportunity to listen to past episodes and uh i'll be posting on my social medias and on the hiker podcast social medias so yeah give me your comments reviews all the fun stuff with that guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the hiker podcast <laughs>